Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The relaxing of some border restrictions announced by the Canadian government. Our next guest actually led the effort to get these rules changed. We're joined now by David Edward Uipun, who is the founder of Face of Advocacy. David, thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for being here. You must, I can hear the smile in your voice. You must be so <laughs> excited. Well, there is a smile in my voice, but it is mostly from relief and thankfulness yes. to the Ministries of Health, the Ministries of Public Safety, and to the Ministry of Immigration. Uh, they worked tirelessly to get this through. We know it was a very difficult systemic change to get adult children and committed partners into Canada. And we also know that it was a difficult sell because we needed to make sure that the Canadian public knew that we were going to do this safely. Right. That is a big piece of this. And some of us thought that it was just the really the land borders that were as restrictive. I mean, I thought, well, of mm. course, you could fly here as long as you 14 day quarantine. But that was not the case. Mm. There's been a lot of um, difficult messaging when it comes to this, because we're in a new situation with the pandemic. Uh, but there were a lot of nuances and precise language that was really hard to get across, not only from the government, but from us as well. So for all of your listeners right now, they might be thinking, oh my gosh, we're opening the border. We're not. We're simply no. expanding the number of families who's allowed to be in Canada safely. And that's doing so with quarantine, with social distancing, and following public health regulations. So we're not letting people come in and go partying and bam. We're going to do so no. safely because we don't want our mothers to get sick or our partners. No, and the... the Canadian government did extend the um, essential only restrictions at our borders for another 30 days. And we actually had Len Saunders on earlier in the program. He's an immigration lawyer, and he thinks that that's ridiculous that we're doing this 30 days at a time because he, from his point of view, he does not see the border opening to any semblance of normalcy until probably next spring at earliest. So mm. when we think about it in terms of that, think about now someone like yourself whose fiance is a doctor in Ireland that you haven't seen that you can't nurse, connect nurse. with or sorry a nurse yeah. my bad um, like, but not not being able to be with your loved one with no real end in sight is cruel and unusual I mean at least that there is that piece that that people that are very nervous and we're oh, there all of us are very nervous about COVID-19 particularly with numbers increasing in major city centers across mm. Canada we're seeing it we're scared we don't you know and we're we're about travel and what have you. But as long as people are being mindful, as you say, David, about um, acknowledging the 14-day quarantine, being very circumspect in how we deal uh, moment to moment with the movement, keeping our bubbles tight and, and, and really being ethical about protecting our, our fellow citizen as we move through this, it really does, because the travel is is continuing and has continued since day one of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's naive to think that yeah. people are not moving around the world. But, but this, this move to, to create the access that you've been advocating for, at the face of adv advocacy, in fact, um, <laughs> is, is, a, is a piece of this that I think is, is so very important as we are this deep in this pandemic. Mm. No, it means a lot for me to, uh, to hear uh, your level of support and understanding. And uh, I want to take this opportunity, given the amount of uh, viewership that you have, just to explain to these uh, viewers of yours that we're not here to party and uh, we're not here for recreation. Uh, a lot of this is just simply this is our family and the definition was a little bit difficult. So anyone listening mm. right now, think about uh, someone who has a fiancé and 
is it a real relationship? And if the answer is yes, then that's a very valid thing to be together. I want you to imagine being separated from your mother in Canada, and if she's very sick, if she's dying, how would it feel to be separated from that? So our argument here is not, oh, man, we want to go be with our partners and watch Netflix. It was more imagine that the world is having a worldwide pandemic. Who do you want to be beside you? And that was our crux here. But to those who are afraid and feel that the borders are open and there's going to be a flood of COVID coming in, that is simply not the case. There are a number of legal and uh, public health security measures that are in place from this uh, uh, exemption that we fought for. And we promise you, we are going to do everything we can to be worthy of the trust the government of Canada put in us. So can you give our listener the one that's going, oh my gosh, I can't wait to apply in some way to be a part of this because I'm missing a loved one, a family member, someone mm. that I need to connect with. Where do they go? How does this How does this work moving forward? There are three streams. One is compassionate exemptions. So essentially uh, funerals, imminent death of a loved one. This is the kind of thing that, in my opinion, should have been there since day one. This is an exemption process that you go to the government for, you apply and you get and you can get in. The second part are the family unification exemption that goes into effect starting October the 8th. The basic idea is you go online to the Canadian website. It's not up yet, but you go to the Canadian website, you'll get an affidavit, which is a contract. You get right. it notarized by a Canadian notary saying that mm-hmm. this is my family member. And then you digitally send it to your foreign national uh, family member. And then they print it off. They bring it to the border when they land or, or, uh, or, or drive in. And then they show it to the border officer. That affidavit is a legally binding document that says the, you will follow public health rules. You are uh, attesting to the reality of this relationship. And breaking that will, cause, will result in consequences. The third stream are for students, which I'm not entirely familiar with right now. But there will be some flexibility for the international students. And that's the one that some people are really keying in on. That is the, do we really need international students to come in a <laughs> pandemic? Well, you know what? That Let's just place that one aside for debate. Um, but going back to when these, well, because I think really in earnest, your motivation here about loved ones and your fiance and being to connect with, the, the, as you said, the person that you really want to be beside when the chips are down uh, in to the level, I, I, I'm trying to avoid saying unprecedented, to the level of this <laughs> pandemic, what we have learned over the last number of months is what really matters in this life. And there is this this pause and this thought. And if you couldn't connect to that one, what would that mean to you if you were given the opportunity to put your hand on whatever book matters most to you or swear to the notary and make it... Yeah make it legal and make it happen. This is, this is a, a human right for so many, I believe, David, and I, and I appreciate all the hard work uh, that you've put into this. And Thursday is the day we were hearing from Minister Mendicino that Thursday is the day that this will go live uh, on our government website so that people can, can take those actions that you were uh, referencing there. So very important to, uh, to follow the protocols, as it were. Don't just drive to the border and say, I'm getting married. Oh, absolutely. Follow the protocols. Yeah. Not make me a fool. Follow no. public health guidelines. We fought this battle to do this safely. We will continue to do so safely. And I just want to interject slightly. You know, Alexandria and I, you know, I, I've yet to propose to her, but we're not really the important story. You know, as far as knock on wood, I'm not sick. You know, we don't have right. children to take care of. You know, yeah. we. that's why I understand the ministries took this long for 
uh, for uh, committed partners as well as adult children. The compassionate angle, though, that was something we needed immediately, and that's something I'm grateful that we have now. I wish it was earlier. And then when it comes to the exemptions for grandparents, siblings, and such, you know, now we can bring family in safely and controlled. These are all the wonderful things, but I'm not the story here. There are so many other Canadians who are suffering in the way that you're describing, and I'm so glad that the government is now able to bring them in safely. So the people listening to your show right now, I beg of you, think about your sister, think about your mother, think about your buddies who are snowbirds and have been together for 20 years. They all count as family. Your humility is beautiful, David. You have led this charge and that rally last weekend in Ottawa for these changes. It must have felt incredibly gratifying when the changes came to be. We thank you for your time today. No humility, just truth. I had a fantastic team, and they're the ones who brought us to the end. See? Great leaders. They do that. They deflect it when you give them a compliment. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.